OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even the superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks, Pairs, Mr. P. Feature. Hello, Internet. Ooh, that was a good one. That was that, that butter voice again. And then Soggy Cereal Mauer. Beep you. Okay. I said beep you. Is this is this your version of good day? I said good day. <laughs> beep you. I said beep you, sir. Did you just say hello? No, I said hello, but close enough. <laughs> If I, can, uh, if I can sprinkle labyrinth references in, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Saturday show. <laughs> Mauer, sad. Are you saying you're Bluto or Ludo? Ludo. 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 Oh, smell bad. bad. <laughs> what was the Rambo- Rambrosius? Yeah. Right. The dog? Yeah. Ambrosius. Ambrosius. You coward! <laughs> that, Ambrosius, come back, Ambrosius. Uh, the be- although I, I like how derailed we are already, uh, but the <laughs> best part of that whole movie to me is the door knockers. Nope, still can't hear you. <laughs> 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 anyway, welcome to the Saturday Show. If you're new around here, that's where we don't talk about the news. The new news. The new news again. I got to, got to get that D in there. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, I just made this real risque. <laughs> Day bow, bow. Yeah, so we uh, <laughs> we had an experience this weekend. I like how I, just, I had to just stop and get away from the mic for a second. There, <laughs> there was no way to fix that. <laughs> um, I would say an experience. Would you describe it as an experience? Oh, I, um, uh, yes, he would. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for translating that. Thank you. Uh, if you try to be diplomatic, <laughs> are not in the tri-state area, you might not be aware that this past weekend was Philadelphia's Wizard World Comic Convention. And one thing we will say is they are not afraid of San Diego Comic Con because they have the word Comic Con on everything. Yeah, like that's what the, like you, literally you go to the Wizard World store. There doesn't say Wizard anywhere. It just says Comic Con. <laughs> wow. Um. <laughs> So that that's that's a little ballsy on their their end. Um, this show is like a lot of shows that we've seen recently. Well, let's start with this. Wizard World Philadelphia is our home show. That's probably our bread and butter. It's the most important show to us. Would you agree? I don't know. AC Beer Fest. <laughs> we, well, AC, we did once and I loved it. And it was a great time, but the, I, that's not our hometown no. show. Wizard like, World Philly is our home show. We've done it four years, mm-hmm. three years, four times. Three times, three times. Well, I mean, I guess does the I guess the emerging gamer time counts. Yes, it It was basically us, right? Well, no, it was them. them, We had a sign. We were there. We had a sign, and we were standing there. And we also did. We also did a few shows while there, and a couple interviews. That's true. We did. We did more shows. Yes. Well, yeah, it was it was for us. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll say we'll say three and a half. How's that? Three that and a half. Good. Three and a half. Um, and it's something we normally look forward to every year. Now this year, uh, Wizard is feeling the pressure. So let's go back five years when we started. There was. I've been going to Wizard World of Philly way longer than we've been doing Fireside. So let's go back 10 years. 10 years ago, there wasn't many shows on the East Coast, let alone you had an anime show in North Carolina, you had New York Comic Con, you had a few down in Florida, but there wasn't that many big shows where Wizard had people coming from New York, mm-hmm. it coming from Ohio, coming from the Carolinas, all to Philadelphia for this comic convention, and it was a big deal. Fast forward to now, just in the summer months, we have great Philadelphia Comic-Con. We have Wizard World. We've now got Keystone. And those are just the ones in the Philadelphia area. Then you've got New Jersey Toy Con. You've got all the Jersey Cons. You've got, you know, the Delaware Cons now that are popping up. You've got probably 15 cons from May to September in this general area. And it's become such a cultural thing that I like how even small towns, like in our area, there's a, there's a, for, I mean, most of you aren't around this area, but they don't know Havertown, but Havertown's a small area that has their own comic convention. Like hmm. that's the kind of thing we're seeing now. Now with that in mind, the celebrities that you used to get as part of a draw, and I'm not talking about movie and TV celebrities. I'm talking comic celebrities, the artists, the writers, they used to get, okay, well, I've got this show here. This is the biggest show. I'm, everybody's going to be there. So we would get the Billy Tucci's and the Jim Lee's and the Frank Miller's in Philadelphia because there wasn't really another big con around. Well, this weekend, there was four big conventions across the United States the same weekend as Wizard World. Yeah. And it showed. Yeah. So an abundance of, of conventions. I also think that a rely relying on celebrity draws i think is a big problem but it's inevitable because the truth is is that comic fandom is not comic fandom that it was 10 years ago we're talking 10 years ago we're talking just when the mcu was kicking off you know what i mean comic book movies weren't as prominent i mean it was x-men and the spider-man sam raimi movies those were your big ones right you had your you had your your batmans and stuff but it wasn't it was comic book movies were considered a genre all right. It wasn't like they are now, which is you've got, you know, a, a Captain America movie that is more of an espionage flick. Right. right? You've, you, you don't have, you have comedies now with superheroes in it. You have people trying to throw superheroes into to random new situations because it's been done a million times. It, we're at a point now where that saturation that everyone keeps talking about, it's here. We just aren't willing to, to accept it. Like we still want the saturation. <laughs> Here's what I saw. So 10 years ago, when I was at the conventions, we saw comic fans coming and doing their thing, buying art, buying comics, digging through boxes, buying props, buying all kinds of cool things. And the celebrities were a cool addition that were bringing people that were just getting into this world. The con management goes, ooh, we now have a new audience. Let's start bringing in things for them. But the celebrities were like Jason David Frank. Well, the cele- but like- this is when we first started. We started getting bigger celebrities around that time. Right, but they but they weren't that big. Like they weren't like this. Like for example, Keystone just another Philly show just lost Sylvester Stallone. That's unheard of ten years ago. Wait, what? Yeah, Sylvester well, they, Sylvester Stallone was going to be their big draw, and they just lost that. But Wizard World lost their three big draws as well. Ben Kingsley was one of them. Right, there was three much larger stars that were supposed well, to be there. That- be- before we even get to that, I wanted to get through the the, the dynamic that changed. 
they started getting those draws. And because they could get that money and those ticket sales, it started pushing the booths and concessions and artists that the comic fans want out. Now you get to the point where you're reliant on those big names and you've built your show around those big names. Well, if you can't get that big name, that audience doesn't come and the other vendors you have there don't have their market there. So working with CJ on Sunday, we noticed something. What's that? It was a parent with a kid that was there for an autograph or just somebody that happened to be in the area goes, oh, the Marvel exhibits in Philadelphia. There's also this comic convention. Let's see what that's about. Nobody in there even knew half of what the comic art looked like. They didn't want to buy anything. They looked at it as just like a, a people watching event. But this also wasn't comic art the way we know comic art. It was all the indies. And don't get me wrong. I, I, we started as a soapbox for the indies. That's still an important aspect. But there were like Keystone when we did Keystone last year had a larger uh, array of comic celebrities. But even the indies that we had here were. There were some cool ones. Some really cool. Ones. There were some cool ones, but they it's but it still wasn't like what it was a couple years ago. I guess my thing with the indies that we saw there was people laying back on resting on their laurels of you're gonna buy something or you're not. Oh yeah, they, everybody felt jaded. The whole the whole experience felt jaded. There was no energy in that room. Usually, there's a lot of energy. Usually, there's a vibe and a buzz. It used to be one of my favorite parts about going to the convention. It was so weird walking in this time because I walked in and it, although it had the layout of a comic book convention, it never at no point did it feel like one. Nope. And there were lots of complaints. So one of the big things that's going on, and we had seen this and commented on it about three years ago, the cosplay section is getting bigger and bigger. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling section where cosplayers are there to see their friends that are other cosplayers. The cosplaying was the, cool part, the coolest part of Wizard World this year. The cosplayers were phenomenal. And they have their fans and they're going to do that, but they don't need booths there because they walk around. One of the things people said is I go to see these cosplayers and they're not there. They're out doing a photo shoot. So even the people that showed up to see a lot of these cosplay personalities were getting disappointed because cosplayers do what cosplayers do and they go take photos and they walk around the con and they're here to experience. But the con is using them as a draw, but not making them stay at their booth for X number of time. So the, the whole planning of what conventions are becoming needs to change. But the fact that we're saying that the cosplayers are your big draw is, is that's a problem in itself. I'm like, look, and I don't mean that as a slight against cosplayers because I mean, first we know a bunch and we appreciate the work that they do. Second of all, there it's a true art form in, in and of itself. The weirdest part is, is that when your big celebrity draw at this point has become cosplayers, that means there's something else wrong with your show. Well, if you if you the comic side of it didn't exist there. And I don't think the con explained to the cosplayers that they were giving a table to what the con's expectations of them were. Because like Smoke, for example, he needs a table. Yes. Right? He's selling prints. He, there's a lot more going on with But him. he treats it like a business. Right. So the, there are some, there are cosplayers. Like I don't want to, I don't want to blanket cosplayers and all in the same thing. There, there are cosplayers who are large enough that need that space. But there, we have, like, for example, we, we've got Jessica. We've, we work with Veronica. We work with Jason. If, if, if you guys are listening, phenomenal work. Thank yeah, you for Kit. <laughs> Kit, I mean, absolutely. And um, they, they know what it's about. But when you hear... And they could use booths. They could use booths. But when you hear people that get the booths that aren't even at their booth, Wizard obviously said, hey, you're going to come here. We're going to have you as an attraction. 
they need to stay at their booth. Like at that point, and this is the issue that we talked to the three of us. The first time we did a show, I was like, hey, guys, you're not going to get to go and enjoy the show. You've got to work. And you can say how hard that was the first year we did it, where you were like, I want to go look at the shiny. No, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it was like, sorry, nope, we're not here as con attendees anymore. We're here as an attraction. And it's different, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's different. It's a lot <laughs> different. Wait, are you on morphine? What happened to you this week? <laughs> I feel like you've been chloroformed over there. Late shift, just, you know. He's just, he's just not enough. Just so counting sheep. <laughs> so you take away the big celebrities, you take away the big artist celebrities, the big writer celebrities. Let's go to the shopping there. Put it this way. Did you bring any books with you to get signed? No, because there was nobody to sign anything. Has that ever happened? Can you think of a con that you literally was not one comic to bring to really get it signed? Well, think about last year, how many autographs I got at Wizard World. Uh, it w- Constantine, Stephen Amell. I walked right, home. But those were bigger celebrity draws that just weren't there this year. I, look, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's the abundance of cons throughout the country all at the same time that are, is going to cause a problem because now everybody's time split. I think, that, I think that is a huge factor to what it is. And then that doubles down on the reliance of the big celebrity names. No Stephen Amell. I mean, look, even the really big, the norms weren't there. Where were your, where's your, I mean, Bruce Campbell's kind of said he's done with the cons, but where's your Jason David Franks? Your, where, where, where's, um, they were all at other cons. Where's Lou Ferrigno? He's at every con I've ever been. Neil Adams. Where's Arthur Sidham? They're all at these other cons. That's my point. These are people that I'm, I'm used to seeing every year. I've developed relationships with people I never thought I would have <laughs> because I just see them at the cons. Every it was year. really weird. Um, yeah, pull behind the curtain. Normally at the beginning of every show, Menti and I will go do a walk through the show and he tends to get frustrated and separated because every 10 feet I stop because somebody, either I recognize them or they recognize me and we have a little mini conversation. I was able to walk through this con without being stopped at all. Um, except for Ty. What's up, except man? Except for Ty. It's good. Th- thanks for stopping us. I'm glad we ran into you. <laughs> so, and that was weird for me. Like, I, we, know a few, we knew a few people there, but it wasn't the normal... Oh, we got to go stop and say hi here. We have to go stop and say hi there. Well, they're friends we met through the show, um, or they, they, you know, they, they cosplayed with us. Like, or they were a booth next to us and said, why can't you do a booth next to us again? Right. It, it, it wasn't like, you know, like the, the corpse crew wasn't there. Um, uh, Mother Russia, they weren't there. Like, Fubar? Yeah, yeah Fubar, that's what I'm saying. Fubar wasn't there. Uh, uh, Source Point wasn't there. I well, mean, Source Point was there, but nobody that we knew. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did, they did have a presence, but we didn't know anybody. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's... But when you got to the next part of it, when we go shopping, the vendors there were so not comic-centric. You had a few long box people. You had a few of the pop booths. The same toy booth that's been there for a few years. So if you've already picked through their selection, you pretty much know what they have. They haven't really gotten much new stuff there. I mean, it wasn't even like, ooh, let's go on a scavenger hunt. We were just at Phoenix, which to me was an okay con, but it wasn't the best. I had more fun looking around that, the little bit of time we had there. Phoenix Fan Fusion, comparatively, was phenomenal. Comparatively. Three floors, and, and they actually had draw, and it was cleaner. Yeah. This, it, it's con fatigue in this area mixed with oversaturation of the market in general. So what can they do to fix it? 
some got to go. I hate to say that, but I think some of the smaller cons, as much as I enjoy you, um, or you got to start parceling yourself out further than the, than the major attraction cons and stop trying to compete because, well, maybe they want to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't this know. is the part where competition is hurting and helping. Like having competition always makes it, it makes sure that you have good pricing. But when everybody's competing for the same piece of the pie, you, you're all dividing. Like there's only so many shows that Jason David Frank can do. Feach, how would you fix it? He shrugged for anybody listening. There's not much I can really say about how to fix it. I mean, I envision comic cons that be focused on comics, have comic related guests there, have comic events happening in the comic con, things that are circul- circulated around things that we love about comics. There was no, there, like, there was no panel draw. What panels were there? Uh, Ian Summerhold had a, which he was their big star for this one. Had he some had breaking news or something. Well, so the breaking news is only at three comic cons at this point. Right. Four. Um, and that's York, been that way. San Diego and New York, San Diego, Brazil, and C two E two seem to be the four. How crazy that Brazil made the list. Listen, I'm still looking to get us out there. I, I would, in a heartbeat, go to a Brazil Comic Con. I wouldn't even go to the convention. <laughs> I would just hang out in Brazil. You think I talk about drinking alcohol a lot when we're in the states? Look, Capriana's. I, I, mm. I, I'm not much of a drinker, but I'd learn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think we need to go back to having a balance of a reason for a fan to show up. So yesterday, uh, yesterday fan woke up to CJ's booth and I'm like, priority pass. What the hell is that? So now they've got your VIP, your VIP silver, VIP gold, VIP platinum and priority. What? When I used to get a VIP pass, it would be the tweet fair VIP pass. Know what I would get? an exclusive statue. I'd get a few figures. I'd get an issue of this. I'd get a whole bunch of stuff on top of the VIP pass. Uh-huh. Now you pay all that money. You just get kind of to cut in the front of line, kind of priority seating. Well, guess what? When there's nobody attending the thing, everybody's VIP. <laughs> there were no freaking lines at anything. Wow. Remember how big the area was for uh, photo op lines? Yeah. It was gigantic. There wasn't enough people in that room to fill that area. Well, what what uh, what draws did they have there? Um, I'm trying to say, man, they had a lot of WWE. They well, had- they didn't have WWE. That was our friend, uh, whose name I forgot. It was one guy brought all the WWE guys. So, I mean, they didn't even bring those guys there. They just got the space because they needed to fill it. Well, there yeah. was there was the tattoo artist. Tattoo artist. Yeah. Well, they did. They've done that a couple years. Um, that's where we met Chris Fifty One a few times. Yeah. That that that's not as ridiculous. I mean, remember even when Suicide Squad was was coming out, they had a whole tattoo section specifically for Suicide Squad. But, so that's it, it. Go. It it falls into the world of art. So it makes sense that there's a tattoo aspect to it. I kind of get that. But here, the end of July is their next show, and literally today they just added Zachary Levi. Holly Mary Combs, Marie Combs from Charmed, another guy from Charmed, which they were at ours, um, the Freaks and Geeks guy, Power Ranger, Lou Ferrigno. The problem is, is they're not being able to secure these guests as far in advance because they're waiting for all these other deals to come through. Exactly, Levi is a good one. That's a big one. That's a big draw. But, but like, go to the comic section. 
All right. Let's see. Where's there, your, there's not much going on. Where's in the your comments. Scott Snyder? Nope, not there. I mean, this is. I mean, the, the wrestling is becoming big now. They are doing. Like, there's really they have no. No big artist, not a single one. When you go to their artists, it's the Pumpkin Geek is their first one. Who? The guy that makes those cool pumpkin carving that we saw. Like, and those are cool. I'm not. I'm not knocking the artists that show up that do cool things. Like, there's remember that guy that does the skulls. Yes, he has like skulls that he hand paints, and they're they're cool looking. But is, I feel like your booth is there because they couldn't get Scott. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's people making candles. You were Plan B. It it it's like a it's like a like a flea market that just happens to have toys. I mean, it's getting bad. So I think there needs to be a reason for you to spend the money. I think there needs to be, an, if you're going to have an artist alley, you need to get at least five to ten. You should put thought behind it. That shouldn't, I don't know when this happened. Because like even our first year at New York Comic Con, right? Artist alley, we were like, there is no artist alley. And then we realized it was in that bunker in the back. And it was awesome. Like, I Best wanted, part of the show. I wanted to hang out there the whole time. And the sad truth was it was dead. Like the, the actual show floor, you couldn't move around it. But Artist Alley, you could have, like, I met, remember it was the uh, Young Terrorist book, the yeah. Black Man. I had a lot of lengthy conversation with them. The artist hated it that year because nobody knew they were down there. Right. Because they were just tucked off into the corner. Like, it's gotten to a point where the thing that made your show in the first place is now something you're sweeping under the rug. They put no thought into it. I will say that they, at Keystone, even though the Keystone show that we went to it was its first year, so it was, it was really the attendance slow. attendance was lower. Real slow. The uh, artist alley was great. Well, in that they put thought into who was where. Like you didn't get to, and this is what I loved about them: Keystone and Reed. You don't really get to pick where you're located. They place you. Now that means they go, okay, we've got four people making arts and crafts things. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put them all next to each other. So CJ's booth was across from a uh, print slinger, which for those of you that don't know that, that's somebody that just says, hey, I'll print prints for you as an artist if I get to keep some of myself and sell them. So they're just selling other people's art. Hmm. The other side was one of those mystery box scam people. (laughs) Um, And then he was next to an online college. What? Like, why? What? So, look, that you're just talking artist alley. That made no sense. The show floor at this one didn't make a lot of sense. Like there were there was um there was a charity that had the equivalent of three booths. They were gigantic and they didn't have enough people to fill it. Well and you if, gave a lot of booth space to somebody who couldn't fill it, where you could have given that to somebody else. Unless I, people aren't paying for it. And there turns out they're not. Uh oh. So charity booths aren't paying for their space there. Well, I'm not talking about the charity. I'm not saying like if the charity paid for the space. I'm talking about if uh, like is there demand for people to fill those spaces? So we're talking about the demand of of attendees. What's the demand of those who are trying to get in the door to get space to promote their project or sell their merch or whatever? At this point, there's not much. Most of the people, I mean, they reached out to us the day before the show started to ask us if we would be interested in having a booth again. I mean, that's how last minute things are coming for some of these shows. I would love to do the show again. Because mm-hmm. again, it's hometown for us. But I took some pictures. I don't want to be at a show where the quality of our peers 
is half-assed. Like when you're seeing people with handwritten crappy signs and there's no energy and they're not really trying to be there. That was the wildest part. There was no energy at all. At all. We heard, oh, and I forget his name, part of the Philadelphia Avengers. He won Wonder Woman from us when we did the raffle for CJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we ran into him. Ran into him yesterday and he was like, where are you guys at? Where's, where's your booth? A lot of people were asking because it turns out we were in the book. Yeah. Said what? that. Yeah, 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 we were on the book and on the website three times. What? But we didn't actually have space. So that's so. Thank you, Ty, for bringing that up to us because he was like, "Yeah, I was asking people who worked there where your booth was, and I was getting they were pointing me around, but I never found you." That's because oh, we didn't have one. <laughs> Highlight of the show, though, Beer Man has business cards. Beer Man. Beer Man was there. Beer, of course, Beer Man was there, and he had business cards. Talk to Beer Man. He's branding. He <laughs> is going to get back to us, but Menti and I are going to work with him. And get him some social media presence and uh, beer man, 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 and help brand him because he is awesome. Is awesome and deserves something in this world. Yeah, I was. It was when when his cart rolled around, I got so happy. Beer man, <laughs> it's like that was the most energy I saw that whole time. When he was it like, came where from you me seeing beer man? He's like, where are you guys at? Because we would yell beer man, and then a swarm of people would surround him. <laughs> beer man, assemble! <laughs> and he just rolls up. What do you guys need? <laughs> But I will say it is still nice that there is the opportunity to have these cons. Now, Wizard has already said next year they're going back. Going back to what? A three-day show. They, they didn't say that last year. They said something different last year about them going back to something else, too. No, they? that was Keystone last year said they were going to go to a smaller area. Mm. Wizard has maintained for the past five years they wanted to do a four-day show. Philadelphia can't support it anymore with the amount of shows in this area. Saturday felt like a Thursday. If you do a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show, you lower the price of tickets. You got to get a few bigger names. Maybe have Fireside do some hosting instead of Cato freaking Kalen. <laughs> we'll get some energy in this place. Cato <laughs> <laughs> Kalen. I, just, I can't wrap my mind around that still. Here's what I don't get about Cato. I'm going to rant for a second. Cato kept getting groups of people to take pictures. Yeah. Cato had a 40 foot stage. Mm-hmm. You think he'd get the pictures up there. People walk in, you see a bunch of people on a stage. No, Cato blocked the freaking aisle next to the stage because that's where his... He wasn't even in the photo. Yeah, that's where his <laughs> pictures to sell were. And, that, and that's where we had have everybody pose. Right up against the Wizard World booth. So you had to like walk into the Wizard World uh, merch booth to get past it most of the times. Huh. Now, we have seen shows worse than this. I know we ripped this one up pretty if, bad. Yeah, it felt like New Jersey. It and just he, felt like a dirt mall. It felt like nothing was thought about. It felt like they were struggling um, and they need help. You know who's willing to help? Firesiders. Well, and, and Fireside. <laughs> I guess we but can help. This, this, the ciders can, absolutely. But yeah, I, we're, we're in a weird spot where they actually need people like us more than we need them. And I don't think they realize that, that they've gone so far down in public opinion that a lot of the vendors were like, and this is weird. You saw how mad they were about Keystone last year. A few of the vendors were like, at least we got Keystone coming up. That's huh. what I, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. I was like, well, well, we got Keystone still. So, but look you, at it. And here's a, here's a, I'm sorry. Now I'm going to rant. You would think that if, if Reed was coming into town, for anybody unaware, Reed is who does New York Comic Con. They, I mean, they do a bunch, but they're known for bigger cons. Them, they, they came into Philly, so they have their own uh, convention now. You would think that Wizard World would have to be a little nervous 
about somebody encroaching in their territory because for a while Philly was like the third, if not or fourth, if not third largest comic convention in the in, in yeah, the it's country. done. Yeah, not anymore. I've, I've absolutely not. But you would think that with them kind of encroaching on their territory, they'd want to step their game up. But I think that they probably heard that Keystone didn't do really well last year, so they were like, "Eh, we can half-ass it." Yeah, I think they felt very comfortable, and now they're paying for it. Um, we'll see what next year brings. I'm I'm optimistic because I I love that show, but I did not love what I went through. Now you were at Great Philadelphia, or was that just Moscow and no? I was, at great, I was at great Philly this year. Uh, no, no, that was last year. Yeah, um, I heard that show was packed to the gills. And Great Philly, you know, it's a small show, but it's a, for what it is, it's great. So there's rumors. Any, yeah, anybody outside of Philly does not care about a word we're saying right now. But now the Great Philadelphia, they had some bigger names, and they're getting bigger names each year. They got Michael Coulter there last year. They had Val Kilmer there last year. Did they really? That's where I met Val. So for for anybody outside of Philly who is listening to this issue going, what the hell are you guys talking about? I want you to keep in mind that your hometown, right? You've got your major Comic-Con, wherever that is, whatever that they're not calling it Comic-Con because they'll get sued. But whatever fan fusion festival thing, there's smaller ones. There's tinier ones. Check them out. Yeah, you you'll be pleasantly surprised. I will say one of the best con experiences I've ever had was the New Jersey Fan Expo or Comic Expo. Comic Expo. Uh, and it was the little hole-in-the-wall nothing convention, but I had better moments with the people I actually got a chance to meet. Right? We, I mean, we talked with Chris Claremont for a while. Like, well, and that's a, the great Philadelphia. It's, I met Val Kilmer there. I met um, Jim Cummings there. Like, uh, we were talking to the wrestler Christian and talked to him just walking around for a little bit. Oh, um, cool. James O'Barr is where Menti almost spoiled and shared private information that we weren't supposed to talk about to the world there. I mean, there was lots of really cool events, and they're now getting to the point where they're starting to outgrow that part of the convention center. But what they did is they kept themselves small with room to expand in that convention center. So now if they wanted to, they could go to one more wing of that convention center and fill it in even more. Um, but even they were more organized than what Philadelphia was this year. Yeah, let's just let's just hope that this is a a blip. Yep, because we not many people say that. I still, um, our rep, uh, Junior Avino Junior, super nice guy. There has never been a time where I didn't text him and he shows up at our booth. Even here, we didn't have a booth. Within five minutes, he came to come talk to us. It's not often you're going to get that kind of treatment at these big cons. So they still have that there. What they need, though, is reasons for people to show up at the convention. Get on it. Features? Yo. Final words. Features, final words. Can we make that a segment? Final Fun. words with features. Go. So what we'd <laughs> like to disclose to the Yukon owners and people who are throwing these events that if you're going to throw these events, put effort behind it. We'd appreciate that. Until next time, this is Fireside. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be a thing now. Final thoughts with features. Final, <laughs> features, final f- f- foments. <laughs> we need another F word. Oh, I got an F word for you. <laughs> features, f- final feelings with features. Fe- features, the features finale. Ah. Features, Fireside Fireside's finale. Fireside's fa- features finale. Features, Fireside finale. Okay. The triple F. F cubed. <laughs> Beep you!
On that note, do that thing. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. That's at Welcome to Fireside at your social media choice, which not really, but most. Yeah, and th- just search Welcome to Fireside and click on things. Yeah, and then that's that's fair because we'll be on some of them. Some can, of them. Also, that's the surprise. Which one are we actually active? Go on? on iTunes, rate us, give us some comments, recommend us on our Facebook page, recommend us. Yeah, more than just that, just in general, whatever you do, wherever you go, if if you could do us a favor, those things go such a, I mean you everybody always wonders why their favorite YouTube stars always say hey comment like subscribe and share at the end because it goes a long way and we truly appreciate it you don't have to give us money you just have to press a few buttons and we'll be happy I'm thrilled every time it happens I'm thrilled like we, we did it the other day and I saw that there were new reviews well oh hey I turned into Mickey Mouse <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh, I just love coming all the way to Comic Con <laughs> your reviews oh, oh, oh. That's, that's pretty good Nice. <laughs> anyway, you're who? Uh, I'm Menti. I'm Features. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast Network. That's the OG Podcast Network.com or the app. Excelsior. I don't even say deuces anymore. No. We're making South Park references. I like a Mauer just wants to be involved, so he's just saying things. That's from South Park. We're also looking for new hosts for Fireside. <laughs> yeah, just one. All you got to do is say beep you very loudly. <laughs> and be a curmudgeon. You just like that word now. <laughs> I do. It's a good word. All right, deuce. I don't know. I think we're going to be running for a little bit. Day. Bow. Bow. Day. Bow. Bow. No, 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 no. no. There's three of us. We can do this. All right, ready? Day. Bow. Bow. There it is. That's how we do it. Deuces. Deuces. Excelsior.